It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Locked Locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Lena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, it is St. Patrick's Day. Where is your green, buddy? This is this is green, bud. It's seafoam green as a, as an official Dallas Cowboys color and a uh, a color that will avoid the pinches today. So I, I got a, a two for today. I'm foaming right now. Foaming. For for those of you that can't see the visual right now and they can only hear the podcast, trust me, it is just as bad as you you could imagine. So or just as great, uh, depending on how you're imagining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, let's not turn this into a seafoam Cowboys debate because Done. I know that's all Twitter Done. docs about every single day. Done, Layton. Uh, <laughs> we did get some Cowboys news uh, yep. on uh, on Tuesday. The Cowboys made their first. I think it's a big signing, yeah. signing offensive tackle Ty Nitschke, uh, who last played with the Buffalo Bills. He played for the Washington football team for a bunch of years. I know that we're really excited about this move. Uh, tell the listeners why they should be excited about this signing. I mean, this is a guy who has been a starting quality backup in this league for a long time. You know, and he, he started mm-hmm. some games for Washington for sure, but uh, this is a guy who uh, for years – has been a uh, a quality swing tackle for Washington. Went up to Buffalo, played good football up there too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the Cowboys are getting a a guy who is certainly not you know long for the team. Certainly not you know uh, a long term one year deal. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's a one year deal, and he's you know thirty five. So it's not like you're gonna get this deal and then maybe sign into another four year deal. I don't know how much longer he's going to play, but the point is, is that, you know, for probably as long as you're going to have him, he uh, will be a very quality swing backup. I mean, I, I think if you look back at the last, you know, three years, four years, the Cowboys have done a couple of these deals with some of these veteran swing tackles they brought in. Uh, to me, this one is the best deal of all of those as a player. And, because he's and the, the best numbers. player. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we've seen the Cowboys just last year sign Cam Irving. Uh, we've seen Cam Fleming in the past. Uh, they, they've had a lot of these, you know, athletic backup offensive tackles. This is easily the most proven. Um, he is older. He's 35, I believe, Landon. Yep. But he, he's one of these guys, if he's in the game, you don't have to be super concerned about him. Like He's not going to be dominant, and there's going to be times where he allows pressures, and he's not always the best in the run game. But in terms of a swing tackle, he might be the best in the NFL. And frankly, Landon, I, I'm shocked that he he got as few dollars as I, you know I expected. He got a, a one-year deal, I, th- I believe, worth 1.25 million with some incentives based on workout stuff. 
nothing. Yeah. Right? Like the Cowboys actually paid CJ Goodwin a special team or more. So this is listen. I know a lot of people want the Cowboys to make big splash signings, signings in free agency. But these are the types of moves that really make your roster good, right? These cheap, under-the-radar guys that can play four or five games if needed. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing is that, you know, you look at, uh, uh, you know, the kind of signings that have been going on all around them, and th- those are the more big signings, the the kind of mm-hmm. normal signings that you see in the first few days of free agency. Uh, and then suddenly the Cowboys kind of – jerked him out of the free agent market and, and finally suddenly you know for a very extremely reasonable deal and, and I think you, know, yep. you 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 nailed it like this is how you make your team better right you you fill the holes with uh good solid players on cheap deals and and I think you know the Cowboys can, can kind of continue to do this if they can kind of find this sort of uh, uh, value on the free free agent market for these types of positions. I mean, swing tackle is not exactly a position, even though it's a backup position. It's it's one of the positions that you actually end up having to pay money for if you want someone quality, mm-hmm. uh, especially a, a veteran to come in. Uh, so the Cowboys being able to do this is is really a, a coup, and, and frankly, it, it it helps your draft situation now because you're not feeling nearly as obligated to spend not at all. A, a high pick on a on an offensive tackle, uh, and maybe you can wait a little bit longer and, and draft somebody and develop them a little bit, and and maybe maybe what this means is that they they like Steel and uh, uh, Knight enough to kind of uh, you know continue mm-hmm. to try to develop them a little bit more while having some veteran presence there just to kind of be a backstop. See, that's exactly where I where I was going to because now you're at a spot where Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight are competing for that, you know, offensive tackle four spot, and neither of those guys are going to be pushed into action right away. So, again, Terrence Steele's rookie season was very up and down, more down than up. But now you're in a spot where you can develop him, right? You can give him, you know, extra time to get ready, and maybe by 2022, when Nishki's deal is up. He is ready to take over that swing tackle role. And now you have a guy on a cheap contract for the next two years that can do it. So this is one of those signings that not only helps the Cowboys at the swing tackle spot, but also helps them with the rest of the roster because it pushes everybody down one extra spot. I I, I love it. I honestly now, Landon, I would be a little bit shocked if the Cowboys took an offensive tackle early. And frankly, I would be even shocked if they took one late. Because if you're taking one late, all you're doing is throwing another guy in to compete with Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight. And it sounds like they like both of those players. So we may not see this team draft an offensive tackle at all. That wouldn't shock me one bit. No, not at all. I mean, this it, it certainly eliminates the the pressing need to feel like you needed one more guy, right? And and I think yes. you you, yes. you you hit the nail on the head too. Just just simply what this does for your game day roster, right? Now yes. now you've got a guy who can be solely your your swing uh, tackle. And and if you wanted to bring Brandon Knight as your last offensive lineman, Brandon Knight could play four of the five offensive line positions. And I'm not totally Correct. certain that right. he can't play center if you trained him. So sure, uh, yeah, I think that. It, this is kind of what the Cowboys like to do. They like to have a swing uh, uh, outside guy, a swing inside guy, and then a, a, a third guy who is basically uh, a can-play-anywhere sort of uh, guy. So yes. I think that's yes. a really great way to build a great game-day offensive line roster. 
Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and make sure you use that promo code Locked On. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Landon, let's transition to a player the Cowboys lost on Tuesday, and that is Andy Dalton. He signed a one-year deal with the Chicago Bears, and I know Chicago fans are so excited about this move. Not really. Uh, I feel bad for Bears fans, but um, we thought that the Cowboys would probably allow him to go. Uh, Were you, first of all, surprised that he got that much money in free agency? I really didn't know what to expect for his market. You know, I, I did expect that he would go somewhere to compete for a starting job. You know, on, in on some in some capacity, but I really didn't. I you know just didn't have a feel for what his money was going to be like. I guess mm. I'm I'm not shocked by the money um, because I do think that if you know he earns that starting spot in Chicago, I mean that's probably appropriate he money. Probably will. Yeah. Um, you know, especially when you look at uh, you look at uh, Tyrod Taylor, who got assigned on the same day, uh, who's I think is probably a little bit better of a starter than Andy Dalton for probably. sure, uh, and he got like another two million on top of what Dalton got. So, uh, you know, I think those both of those contracts seem about right. Um, and for the Cowboys, you know, it's it's one more uh, uh, one more comp pick to the formula, and and and, and at least insulating yourself for when yeah. eventually the Cowboys do start making their way into the market. Yeah, so let's go ahead and um, update that compensatory formula. As of right now, according to Over the Cap, the Cowboys would be in line for four comp picks again next year. A fourth rounder for Andy Dalton, a fifth rounder for Chidabe Awuzie, a sixth rounder for Cam Irving, and a seventh rounder for Joe Thomas. Um, I think a couple of those are eventually going to get crossed out, but we could potentially see uh, the Cowboys add a pick. Let's see with Jordan Lewis, what happens with his market, uh, Xavier Woods. So there are going to be guys in here that you know get some deals eventually. It does seem a little odd, Lynn, that the Cowboys could potentially get a fourth and fifth round pick for two players that really didn't do all that much for them last year, right? And Andy Dalton, who was up and down, and then Ouzier, who missed most of the season. So I, I just thought that was notable. Um, I, I will mention that the Cowboys are now potentially in the market for a backup quarterback, right? No Andy Dalton. Ben DiNucci clearly isn't it. We like Garrett Gilbert, but I'm not sure that the Cowboys want to make him the number two next year. Uh, do you anticipate the Cowboys signing a, a backup quarterback at some point in free agency? I think it's it certainly wouldn't surprise me. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you and I both agree that Gilbert probably deserved a little bit more of a look than he got last year. Um, but 
you know, I think that it's it's certainly nothing that is going to preclude them from even further insulating that spot. I mean, if you look at what they did last year, they clearly felt that it was there was value in adding Andy Dalton to the team, and 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 you know, I feel which like, is fine. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that you know. With Dak's injury, I think he's going to come back 100%. There's not going to be any problems. But I certainly think there would be reason more than normal years to consider spending some decent money at backup quarterback again this year just in case something happens with Dak. So, um, you know, I think they'll kick the tires on some of the guys that are around. Uh, But, you know, I got to say, the way that this turned out for the Cowboys probably – you know, it probably leaves a good taste in their mouth in, in, in sort of doing this sort of deal where they sign mm-hmm. a, gu- a guy who may be a little bit of a more expensive uh, backup than than normal than they normally have in the past, uh, and then letting him walk at the end of the year and, and seeing if maybe they can uh, receive a comp pick for it. I, I think that they should be continuing to try to do this on a variety of, of different positions, but I think quarterback is one where you know you get you clearly get a large peace of mind by having a, a solid backup quarterback in the NFL. It just gives you uh, the the sense that even if something horrible went wrong uh that you could survive and, until um mm. and until things kind of evened out on the health of your quarterback yeah so let's um kind of reset where the quarterback market is right now because we had a lot of these guys go off the board yesterday between dalton tyrod taylor and jacoby Brissett. mitchell trubisky is still sitting out there you have alex smith joe flacco mike glennon cj bethard smith right? the only smith, yeah, smith's yeah, the yeah. guy that sticks out there like to me, it's like that seems like a great fit. Dak talked about how uh, he looked up to Smith uh, when recovering from his injury. I'm sure it would be, you know, he'd sure he'd love to have him in the room. Alex Smith is is a heck of a guy. I mean, you know, everything you hear about him from all the teams that he's come through, and and just basically his demeanor during some of the things that have happened that felt like slap in the face to him, you know, just publicly his has, has been outstanding. He just is a team player. He loves the sport. He loves to play. Uh, I mean, clearly mm-hmm. you, you don't, he certainly loved football if you go through what Alex Smith went through at his age to get all the way back to playing football again, right? So for me, yeah. you know, I think he's he's a guy who D- Dak could pick his brain. Uh, he has a similar game to Dak, maybe an old man's version of, of Dak's game, right, where he can give you a little bit of something with his legs. I mean, that terrifies you now. But I think mm-hmm. as far as, like, gameplay styles, it's a good fit. And I, I like the – I bet the money would be a good fit too. I still think Mitch Trubisky is the best one out there because I think he could be a quarterback that could really use a year off and sitting behind a, a you know an established quarterback in a good scheme, and then maybe he shows well in preseason, then another team next offseason maybe puts him in a quarterback competition. I like Trubisky for that reason. I would also mention, Landon, I, I don't think we're done with some of these quarterback names yet because we still have a sure. ton of movement coming up, right? Like... We could potentially see Gardner Minshew on the free agent market once uh, once the Jaguars make their pick at number one, which is Trevor Lawrence. We're going to see Sam Darnold move at one point. I think we're going to see Deshaun Watson traded at one point. So uh, that's going to just put into motion a lot of these different quarterbacks. I think there's going to be more guys on the market. Don't be surprised if the Cowboys are patient now and then maybe pick up their guy closer to the draft after the draft, just like we saw last year, right? The Andy Dalton signing didn't happen until May. Wouldn't be surprised if it happens again uh, that way uh, in 2021. 
Are you ready to try the best tasting protein bar ever? Look no further than Built Bar. Built Bars are soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they are great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat with a low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber option with Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and six delicious new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They've got a flavor for whatever you might be craving. Right now, Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off of your next order using promo code LOCKEDON. Go check out BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, for 20% off your next order. Start off this new year right, and let's go ahead and get fit together. And what better way to do so than indulging in a delicious and healthy treat? BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Lena, we also have uh, some pro days today. Uh, We had Pittsburgh's pro day. We had Georgia's pro day. Uh, I did see, I was watching it on the SEC Network this morning, uh, Dan Quinn was at the Georgia pro day. And I think that's notable uh, because we heard Jerry Jones at the Dak Prescott Prescott, uh, conference uh, just a couple days ago say, Dan Quinn is going to be able to pick some of the personnel he wants here. Who do you think Dan Quinn was really looking at at that Georgia Pro Day? You know, I've been ba- I've been trying to bounce it back and forth in my head all all morning. Um, I, I have to think that I mean, to me, it's down to Stokes and Ojolari, right? Like, I, I think that's to me the highlight of this and, and maybe Monty Rice, you know, I think Rice and maybe is someone, Tyson Campbell. Yeah. Campbell's another interesting Campbell long is, is, is interesting one. I, I think the Campbell came in Campbell coming in lighter than Stokes and with shorter arms. That was shocking to me. Absolutely shocking. I, I, I listen, I am definitely more of a Stokes fan than Campbell. And I, and I actually think I probably like Stokes more than the general consensus, but, okay. uh, I, I I I was shocked by that, you know, because that was really the kind of thing that was Tyson Campbell's calling card was that, you know, maybe he's a little bit more of a developmental ball of clay. But I don't think that's the case now. I think Stokes is probably the, the, the better of the two on both, you know, immediately and long term. So well, can I can I read those really quickly to you? Please, to please. Yeah, let's out there. So. Eric Stokes came in at six foot and a half, 194, with 32 and three fourths inch arms, with a 78 inch wingspan, which is just phenomenal. I mean, that's just. That's offensive guard numbers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Zach Martin literally has two inch shorter wingspan than what Eric Stokes has. And then Tyson Campbell, 6'1, 193, so a pound lighter. 32-inch arms, which certainly hits the Cowboys' threshold, and then 75-and-a-half-inch wingspan. All good enough for the Cowboys and what they want. It's just not as big as Eric Stokes. And when you combine the fact that Stokes ran 
in the four twos. I don't know what the official number is. I don't think anybody knows yet. And the fact that he has better ball production at Georgia. Yeah, I, I don't think it's hard to make the argument at all that Stokes is the better prospect and maybe the guy that the Cowboys are keeping an eye on, you know, in round two. I, I think I read somewhere that he had a 1.5 10-yard split, which at <laughs> six foot one hundred ninety four. That's moving, man. <laughs> that's really that's, moving. That's so, incredible. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's a great fit. Um, you know, like I said, uh, uh, I don't know that we've actually – I have his report written up, but I don't know that we've actually gone over this, these, these cornerbacks. No, no, we're saving that one. We're saving yeah. that. So, But, I, I, you know, I was certainly ready to come out and be – say I was, I'm a huge Stokes fan. So, uh, And this kind of further confirms that he is the kind of athlete that his tape shows. So, uh, yeah, I think that was very impressive. We do have to talk about uh, Oluwari, though, uh, because – Yeah, we do. Because yeah, let's do it. His arms, I mean, he came out with, like, just short of 35-inch arms, right? Can you give me the actual number, mm-hmm. please? Yeah, 34 and 3-inch arms uh, and 82-and-a-half-inch wingspan. <laughs> it's just totally nuts, man. So, and, and, and on top of that, I think he threw up something like – and, again, this is not a measurement of strength right, necessarily, but he threw up something like 27 reps of, of, of 220. 28 on the bench, and then his uh, his traps were touching his ears. Like, that's, like, almost the truth. Like, he, he is, like, the most built – 250 pound defensive end I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's uh and, and his tape shows that too. I tweeted this out too. I mean, you see him on his tape, uh, and again, like I said, bench press is not an indication of 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 no, strength. No, no, no. But but what it is an indication is of, of that you've been in the weight room and that you're working out a ton. And the fact that Correct. he can do 28 reps at 250 pounds, not even 250 pounds, while having almost 35 inch arms. That all together is incredibly, uh, uh, incredibly yes. impressive. So, and you see it on tape. You see him taking on uh, pullers on tape without any problems at 250 pounds in the SEC. He's taking on, you know, Alabama guards that are pulling it. So, you know, I, I, I think if anything, he showed you today that he is the kind of freak of nature athlete that you kind of see on tape at times. Uh, and I even before didn't have a problem with this, but I think he certainly has cemented himself as a guy who certainly could go top 15. I would not at all be shocked uh, if he ended up being the pick at 10. You know, I I like him that much, and I think he has a rare enough athletic skill set. He did all all his performance in the SEC Mm -hmm. against the best competition. I'm actually kind of shocked that we aren't talking more about Aziz Oshawa. Let's let's talk more about him because last year, Landon, we know that the Cowboys were big Caleb on Chase on fans. I know there's some people debating me today about whether the Cowboys were actually going to take him at 17 or not. Regardless, we know that the Cowboys loved him. Uh, What we've seen through the pro day and through their final seasons in the SEC was that Ojolari was far more productive. He was the better run defender. His pass rush win rate, according to Pro Football Focus, was double of what we saw from Chase on. Uh, Two-inch longer arms, three-inch longer wingspan. And then when you factor in how he tested today, Landon, he had a 10-7 broad jump, which is in the 97th percentile among edge rushers. Uh, he had a 10-yard split that was 1-6-0, which is in the 94th percentile among all edge rushers. He's Basically, the same size version of Chason, just more productive, more athletic. I, I, I guess I don't get it. In a weak class and in, in a position that the Cowboys traditionally love to draft, 
why aren't we talking about Ojolari as a potential top 12, top 10 pick? Because everything I see from him, he checks every yeah. single box of what we'd like from a top 15 edge rusher. What's the negative? You know, like what's what's the what's the severe negative that's keeping this guy out of the top fifteen, top ten? I that's well, what I, I, that's what I can't seem to get I, my my hands around, right? I I think it's because he hasn't played a ton. I believe he is under a thousand career snaps uh, in college, which I mean, he's very productive. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say <laughs> for having so many sna- so few snaps, he managed to produce at a level that no one in the SEC could. So uh, that right. that even plays to his you know to his side even more. I yeah, I mean, I, you know, we talked about this when we went over him the first time that I was I didn't have a problem with taking him at ten. Since then, I've seen a lot of him being projected kind of in the middle and, and late rounds. I just don't. Yeah, I I don't see why. Like, I don't understand why he got put down there and it's just stayed there like he's incredibly athletic he produced at the highest level uh he's he's yep. got all the markers you need for an elite pass rusher and his tape is great so what's yes what's the hold up here <laughs> well and i think a lot of people were concerned about the the size right because i think georgia had him listed at 240 uh he actually weighed in today at 249 which is really really good yeah and during the broadcast, uh, during the SEC broadcast, they actually put up his most comparable size comp in the NFL, Landon. And it's actually Demarcus Lawrence coming out of Boise State. Demarcus Lawrence, 6'3", 251, uh, with 34-inch arms. It's not all that different. Lawrence was maybe you know a half-inch taller, uh, but it, very, very similar. And I think you can make a case that Aziz is far more explosive because Tank coming out of Boise State was like a 4'8 guy, where Ojolari is a 4'6 guy. So I, I don't know how interested the Cowboys are, but he is certainly somebody that I'm putting on my short list of names at number 10, especially if you like the cornerback depth in this yeah. class. Like if you, if you feel really good about a Tyson Campbell or a, let's say a Greg Newsom or Eric Stokes or Melifamu in the second round, sign me up for Ojolari in the, at number 10. I'm, I'm all for it. Absolutely. And, and, and the way that the depth of the cornerback and the position in defensive back position in general looks in that area of 44 – Take Ojolari if he's there. If that's if he's the best player there, take him. I, I I just you know look. I think for the Cowboys, they need to solve one of two things: either their pass rush or their pass defense, right? And, and I think the other yes. one will yes. sol- help solve the other one, right? If you get to ten, and you're looking at at the situation, you've got Aziz Ojolari, you've got Patrick Sertan, you've got Caleb Farley. I think you've got a real decision to make. I, you know, as to which guy can sure. give you, uh, you know, the, sure. the the kind of help that you need in order to get your defense to the next level. Because pass rush is important, and I think you like Randy Gregory a lot. You like Demarcus Lawrence a lot. You're excited to see what they can do with a full offseason together and a full season. But adding a guy like Aziz Ojolari to that mix, first of all, it extends mm-hmm. the window of pass rush that you've got because you don't really know exactly what's going to happen beyond this year with Randy Gregory, and and uh, you know having three of those guys is important. Having more than just two of these pass yes. rushers wins, yes. especially on the back end, you you may have uh, some inexperience there. Having these guys that can be relentless pass rushers certainly will make your pass defense better. Yeah, and if you're also looking at like some of the free agent trends over the last couple of years, Landon, it seems like you can get a top-level cornerback cheaper than you can get a 
number two pass rusher. I mean, I'm looking at like Bud Dupree for the now Tennessee Titans. He's never been the guy in Pittsburgh. He didn't break out until 2019. 61% of his production has come either unblocked or on plays longer than three seconds. And he got $16.5 million a year coming off a torn ACL. So if you can even be that level of pass rusher, you're absolutely going to get paid. And then on the flip side, I see guys like William Jackson, who has been a star corner, get $13 million a year. So it it might be more beneficial to you to to draft the edge rushers early and use free agency to restockpile your cornerbacks. I mean, again, Landon, we're sitting here on Wednesday, and how many good corners are still available that are probably going to have to take one-year deals that are five, six million dollars? Yeah, a lot. And 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 if anything, I think that kind of even plays further to the point of why you shouldn't necessarily pay $13 million for a cornerback because these yeah. g- the, the, the free agent market is stocked with guys who will give you maybe not quite William Jackson level, but certainly not $8 million less you know, production than William, uh, sure. William Jackson while being paid that little. So sure. uh, I, I think, and I also think that there is something to the idea that of having a holistic approach to the uh, defensive backfield. Like you can't yep. just spend all this money on one corner and then just put D level talent all around the rest of the secondary. You need to kind of have that talent spread out across multiple players because ultimately at the end of the day, what modern offenses want to do is they want to find mismatches and then take advantage of those mismatches. So if you eliminate the the, the weakest link in the chain of the players that are going out in the field, uh, and and you know maybe you don't have an A A plus plus you know cornerback, but you've got a B cornerbacks for your, for your top three. And you're paying the same thing as what you're paying an A-plus cornerback. Uh, that's a better situation, in my opinion, especially if you're able to solve the pass rushing situation up yes, front. Yes. Now you're really cooking with gas. Yeah, and I think the other dirty little secret in the NFL is that cornerback production yes. and play is very inconsistent from year to year. I mean, I love Byron Jones. I might be the biggest Byron Jones fan in the world, but we saw... 2018 tape was excellent 2019 not quite as good and then 2020 not very good at all so it's not to say that the Dolphins made a mistake by paying Byron it's just that cornerback play is not consistent from year to year well that's not necessarily true about defensive line guys if you're a good pass rusher you're going to find a way to impact the game so uh, keep an eye. We're basically this all comes down to keep an eye on Aziz Ojolari as we get a little bit closer to the draft process because the guy is going to be a star in the NFL, and I think he'd be a perfect fit in Dan Quinn's defense. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.